Welcome to season two of Girl Gang the Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Will, and the founder of GirlGangTheLabel.com. My name is Teal Howe. Um, I'm currently the digital marketing manager at Create and Cultivate. I'm also a co-host of a podcast called Bosshood. I'm a photographer. I'm a marketing consultant. Um, I love all things digital and social media. And I'm a Gemini. You're listening to Girl Gang, the podcast. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I need to listen to your podcast too. We're working on season two. Co-host lives in New York, so we have this time change situation we try to navigate. That's crazy. How do you manage that? We are, it's, if you could see the behind the scenes picture, it's insane. It's like we're on FaceTime. We have headphones plugged into our cell phones, but then we have um, mics USB'd into our laptops, and then we have our garage bands. We have separate tracks, and then we combine the tracks together and then send them to a producer who's actually based in Atlanta. Oh my, so three different cities going on to make this come to life. It's insane. Okay, that is <laughs> wild. It's and then crazy. do you have, do you interview people on it, or is it just you two talking? We, we have some interviews. Our first season, we had, I think, four or five interviews, and it was basically people in LA and people in New York. Um, but our interviews are with like, co-founders of companies um we have a couple of our friends who are like young bosses young entrepreneurs young creatives mm-hmm. who are doing really well in their industry but have same journeys as us like moved away from home and have a lot of sacrifices that they're doing um so yeah season one had some interviews season two we really want to interview like really top level executives at cool businesses that might seem a little unattainable mm-hmm. and then backtrack and ask them questions about their journey because it's all about our journey of adulthood but we call it bosshood because it's for young bosses, people oh, who want to do their own thing. I love that so much. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, yeah, that that's absolutely incredible. Thank I can't you. imagine, like, what I'm doing in, like, multiple locations yeah. and the logistics that has to go on. I'm this very impressed. This setup is great. Oh, this is beautiful. You. That's if, all him. <laughs> if my co-host and I lived in the same city, I mean, this is amazing. Oh it's so simple. Shout out, Corey. So I met you, you spoke on a panel so eloquently about digital marketing. So I'm so grateful that you're taking the time to talk to me and our listeners about your journey and advice in the digital marketing space. It's a really exciting, and I would describe the industry as like very sexy, like a lot of titles that people are really excited to put on their LinkedIn. It definitely started more so with media. So my major in college was radio and television production. And I loved like just working with a camera and being on set of that kind of stuff. Um, And then I guess paired with my interest in storytelling. So when I think about photography, I'm trying to like tell a story and capture a feeling and video is kind of the same thing, like bringing an experience to life. Um, Marketing just kind of went hand in hand with that when I think about who needs media or why are you producing media um, it makes sense to kind of pair it with marketing so that's what my minor was in and then as I continued to evolve through college it just kind of like the two really intertwined with each other Um, and I was like a marketing um, co-chair for an annual conference at my school so I was always thinking about how can we marketing to me marketing is like persuading someone to do something whether it's buy a product or engage in a service or whatever the case may be you're trying to persuade someone and then um, my passion comes in with the visual aspect of that and how like 
like a picture is worth a thousand words and how a video can really allow someone to take a step into the experience, whether that's like an event recap video and it makes people who are watching it feel like they were actually at the event and they were inspired and then they buy a ticket to the next one when it's in their city or whatever that case may be. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of where it started is within the media aspect. And as far as advice would go, I think like in this digital age, we have all these free social media platforms like at the tips of our fingers. If you want to get into marketing, like market yourself or create your own content. If you want to have a food show on television one day, you could do that on YouTube, like in your kitchen right now. You know, I think it's it's just so easy to get started especially when it comes to creating your own content and just making your own lane for things. I have a friend who, I mean, he's so multi-talented. He's basically models in his own content, edits his own content, produces his own content, like handles all of his own equipment and cold pitches himself to brands. He just went to Tokyo for a birthday trip pitched himself to K-Swiss, like, hey, if you guys send me free shoes and free clothes, when I go to Tokyo, I'll make some really cool content. But the thing is, like, you can already scroll down his Instagram and see that he knows what he's talking about, and his content is engaging, and other brands have been reposting him and sharing his work already, so he's kind of, like, built up a name for himself. And K-Swiss is, like, just today, they've reposted all of his stuff on their Twitter, on their Instagram, and everything. It's just so cool. But it's, like... You can do your own thing. You can create your own lane. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of hard work, but yeah, it's, it's out possible. there though, where you don't have to get permission from right. a, a line of people we're used to. If you wanted to own your own business, um, decades ago, you know, you had to most of the time like get a brick and mortar space, have the money for that, or be able to get a bank loan for that. Nowadays, just like you're saying, you can just start by creating content and walk the walk, but it does take a lot of work. Yeah. And if you're willing to do it though, the free resources are out there to start showing brands who you are as an individual or a business and just reaching out to them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you want to start a business, start your business Instagram page <laughs> and then that will kind of put you in the lane and put you in the direction. But to start a legitimate business, you have to have more than just Instagram, but I think that's the beauty in it where you can get started and then you can continue to evolve and get your website together, get your email newsletter together, build your audience, build your following, make sure people like what you're putting out there, mm-hmm. test your ideas, basically. You have an incredible job, you work at Create Cultivate, and you're going off and doing consulting and your own thing. How did that culminate and um, what are the steps that you've taken to start to set yourself up for that? I, I honestly think like I'm just a big believer on everything happens for a reason and I think since moving away from home away from Ohio moving to Los Angeles I never had a plan I literally I had $400 and an unpaid summer internship and I was like okay what's gonna happen I don't know but every single day I think was very purposeful and it's like I started my journey here um, working at Blavity as a video production intern. So I got to continue my passion for like working with a camera, storytelling. I hired talent for like a weekly news show that we put out on Instagram and YouTube, which was so fun, strategizing that rollout. Um, And then I had an internship with Shameless Maya, who's a YouTube creator, social influencer. And I worked with her for about a year and a half, just helping social media and production and all of that, all of the behind the scenes of influencer marketing. I was kind of like her left hand in a sense, uh, which was really cool. And then my position from Create Cultivate kind of evolved into, um, I started as a social and editorial assistant. So I was right in the middle of 
things I'm super passionate about, content, storytelling, and social media. And then it's just evolved over time. I just picked up more responsibilities and kind of helped structure our team and establish some processes. And then now digital marketing manager and kind of like, you know, offer more strategic, I think, recommendations really is how my role evolved. But from the combination of video production, influencer marketing, digital marketing, recaps, analytics, like I've had my hands in all of the things. And I was raised in a household that's very much like you can do whatever you put your mind to. And my dad was is very multi-talented. He's always super busy and like going back to school and getting a new job as a manager and a VP. Like he's just doing all of these things all the time. And he's been an entrepreneur as well. So the hustle of entrepreneurship lifestyle is something I've always like been intrigued by. Um, I honestly think I'm just, I'm at this point, I turned 25 in June, which is really exciting. And it's kind of like, I'm big on birthdays and seasons and chapters and stuff, but I'm like just releasing these ideas of like, I have to, I have to have this job and I went to college, so I need to do this and I need to, you know, meet these expectations. But it's like, I'm just at this point where no one else's expectations really matter. Like I've been striving for, I guess, to make family proud or something, but they've been proud of me for a really long time. So now I'm just like, okay, what is it that I really want to do? What is it that makes me excited? During these past three years in LA, I've just been listening to myself of like, this is where my passion is. This is what I'm excited about. This is what makes me happy. This is, you know, what gives me life, what brings me joy. And it's just being able to directly impact small business owners and entrepreneurs, um, mostly within the black community, really passionate about the the economic status of the black community, supporting black businesses, and helping everyone level up their content, um, do better marketing, and make more money. Mm -hmm. I just want all my friends to make money. That's really what I want to do. <laughs> and that's the best way to empower women is like getting money inside of our pockets exactly. and having financial independence. Like exactly. that is the key to success, I think. And you're going to be like directly affected in that process and being able to empower a lot of um, female business owners as well, I know, which is so exciting. I'm really um, excited about that. And you also, you run the work party social media account as well, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so a very cosmic experience that happened. So <laughs> on Friday, my director of operations and I were going through, because um, we're trying to, we're going through the analytics and trying to kind of figure out where we see our grid going the next few months yeah. and really establishing because we're content community and shop. And mm -hmm. so it's figuring out like, how do you tell that to someone with imagery and, you know, those handful of seconds that they're going to look at you. And so we were going through all these Instagram accounts that I'm obsessed with. I mean, really there was like four or five where we like went through and studied and I was like, I love how this looks. I love like we were picking apart them and work party was one of them mm -hmm. that we were diving through. And I was like, okay, let's like pick apart this one. I like love this account. And then the next day I watch you speak on a panel oh, and then I, wow. and then I asked you to be on the podcast. And when I was further looking into you, I was like, this is way too cosmic. Wow. Like she's literally on my mood board and our like study that we did the day before. And I met you less than 24 hours later. Um, That's so crazy. yeah, I just, I want to give you some praise before we transition into some <laughs> advice on the grid that, um, I thought that was really cool. Thank you. Um, That's so awesome. someone that's just starting a business and getting their Instagram account started and kind of trying to figure out what to put out there. Um, can you give them some advice on maybe some focus points or core values that are good to focus on for people that feel really overwhelmed? 
Yeah, I think um, two things really come to mind. And the first thing is understanding your audience. And I know I spoke about this a little bit on the panel, but I think this is really fun exercise that I actually learned when I was working retail in like high school and college. But it's like create this audience persona and have an idea in your mind of exactly who your audience is. If it's female focused audience or um, it doesn't matter if it's a female focused audience, it's like, okay, what's her name? Where does she live? What books does she read? What does she do on a Saturday morning? What does she do on a Monday morning? Does she have a job? Is she a freelancer? Like really understand her lifestyle and all the details about her and then understand what social media platforms does she use actively? Who does she follow? If she's on Instagram, does she follow celebrities? Does she follow motivational quotes? Like, really understand the details of who your audience is. And the more you know about her, the easier it will be to speak directly to her because you'll always have her in mind. Say her name is Monica. You're always going to have Monica in mind when you're writing your captions. Like, how would this sound to her? I want her to, you know, think of of me and my brand as a consultant or an expert on a specific topic or do you want her to think of you as another friend of hers like a homie a home girl like speak to her in the language that she needs to resonate with you on in order to buy your product or your service or come to your event or whatever the case may be the more you know about your audience the easier it is to produce content for her and speak directly to her and then The second thing I was going to say is about content pillars. So after you know who it is, then think about like three to four things that she may like. So on Work Party, we share, it's it's a book and a podcast. So we share, you know, reposts of people using the book or reading the book. Like that's user-generated content. That's a super simple content pillar that you can have when you're starting your Instagram. If you have products, you can gift your products to some local influencers or your friends or strangers out in the street on a park. Give them some product and have them take photos of it and share it on social media. Um, And then you can repost that. So that's user-generated content. Um, Another super popular content pillar, depends on what kind of brand or product you have or business you have, but um, pop culture and like celebrity-focused images, that always is very engaging. Um, Once you understand what celebrities your audiences, audience members are very interested in, like Beyonce is always a winner (laughs) if you post one of Beyonce's recent pictures and I mean, you can post as is or maybe put like a branded border around it or something to make it look very um, similar to your brand or just fit your feed. Uh, Celebrity generated photos are really cool. And then uh, there's a thing that's kind of trending right now that's really picking up is like taking a tweet that's relative to the content that you share and putting it on Instagram with a border or little designs or things. And that's very, very engaging. It's almost the same thing as, like, posting an inspirational quote and making it kind of like a custom graphic. Um, Interior design photos work really well if you're kind of targeting a... It kind of gets a little specific, but if you're targeting, like, a mid-aged, a little bit wealthier of an audience, like, they really like interior design pictures. That's (laughs) such a very random fact, but... Um, yeah, the point of that is like content, content pillars. Once you understand like high level, we're always going to post 
like three to four images that fall into these three categories and then you sprinkle it around and you can get even more strategic if you pick a color palette like everything's pink on work party Mm -hmm. so that instantly catches someone's eye they're like oh my gosh this is so aesthetically pleasing because it's like it's all pink Mm -hmm. so anyone who likes color pink is going to want to follow us just for that reason Mm -hmm. um so yeah i would say know your audience and then find some content pillars and that's a really good way to start That's really good advice. And I think touching on how you said you guys really focus on the pink, I like when people focus on a color or a filter or when you just like really specifically know something that represents you. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. I see this happening a lot when I'm scrolling through my feed. Before I see the username, sometimes I already know what brand has posted it. Although these are free tools and they're super exciting, you really have to put in the work. And currently building my business, I really see that. Even something like what we're building, I'm just like, oh, girl gang. It's like all girls and boys that support girls. That's going to actually damage your brand if you don't have like specific people to look at Mm -hmm. because you aren't you don't have a voice. Um, yeah. And so it can be really exciting if you're open to do the work. And I love just like getting a poster board at Target and yeah. kind of mind mapping. And um, then after the advice you gave, I've been like writing out even more specifics on like, okay, Wednesday, what is she doing? Like, yeah. and diving more into it. And I, um, that. I think you will see, anyone will see results the more you dive into. And you can also co-create with your audience. If you're a brand new business, like you can start to develop these things and then kind of fluctuate as you're like, okay, I thought this is who they were but now I'm seeing these reactions to certain posts. Now let's like kind of shift it. Maybe it's evolving. So being open um, to that, I think is, and that's, I think why you're obviously so good at what you're doing too, just your take on life. I think that's something that you really need to take into business is being open. It's okay not to have like a 10 year plan. Switch it up. Yeah. Switch it up and see what works with you. Stay authentic to yourself. It's okay to pivot and see what works with you. Yeah. I think social media is definitely a trial and error game, especially Mm -hmm. when the algorithm rhythms change so often and we get new features so often like you really have to be experiential about it and the thing about the audience is like when you when you're doing business on social media the people who you're doing business for are using social media for their social reasons so that's why I think it's so important to imagine the complete lifestyle of who you're trying to reach because the more you expand into all of the things like you know think about your own lifestyle it's like you like doing your hair a certain way. You like listening to a certain song on a Monday morning to get you hype. Like there's just so many aspects of your lifestyle that other people can find relatable. So expand that lifestyle on social media for your business. Mm-hmm. Think and about it that a, way. In a day of a online digital age, I think it's a beautiful thing to figure out how we can all connect. And yeah. so I like that journey as well. There's certain people I resonate with if or brands, like if a caption is a lyric to a song that's right. like meant so much to me. So I think um, while it can be overwhelming, it also can be approachable if you're willing to put in the work. And just like you said, the trial and error, because I do a lot of computer work, but like I hate being on my phone. And so I would just be like, you know, I don't really need to like put that much work into Instagram. I'll just like throw up some pretty photos or like a product photo every now and again, and it'll be fine. And it's not like you have to treat it like a job, but it can, it doesn't have to be this like daunting task. It can really be a love letter to your customer and who you really are trying to reach. But, um, yeah, the trial and error can go on forever and something that works now, just like you said as well, the algorithms change new features. Like you just got to stay on your toes. And if you're not passionate about it, maybe hire someone like your services or someone else that's also uh another option but um Mm -hmm. I think in the this day and age the um digital space is so important so 
you can't really ignore it and expect your business to grow. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So I'd love to talk about now, um, your job title and company. It's really exciting. I'm sure a lot of people want to do a version of that, that are listening. A lot of female creative entrepreneurs and creative marketers that listen to our podcast. What was the process like getting that job? And can you shine a light a little bit on a day to day? Oh my goodness. (laughs) What a question. Um, process of getting the job. I think I was at a very like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go stage? And I was open for anything. Um, but the position digital and editorial assistant just really spoke to me where I was in my career path. Um, so when I joined the team at that level, I was ready and willing and open to do any and everything that was asked of me or not asked of me. And I think that, um, Setting the ego aside and understanding that it takes a lot of hard work to, you know, move up in any type of team or company is one of the things that allowed me to kind of progress, I guess, in in my position and in my role. Um, We're a very small team and we work at a very large pace. We produce events for thousands of women in many states across the country, Um, book, podcast, conferences, like we do a lot of things. Um, a lot of very exciting things that are very inspiring for a lot of women who need encouragement or tools or resources to not only start their own businesses or start their own brands, but also just to own their voice in their career path and know their worth, speak up for themselves, demand more money, salary negotiations, all that kind of stuff. So it's a really inspiring job. I've my favorite part about working at Create and Cultivate is speaking with the attendees at our events and getting to meet the people who read our read our read the book, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, listen to the podcast. They're like so engaged with the work that we're doing and they're so inspired by it. And that's what makes it like so exciting for me, I would say. Um a day to day is really hard. <laughs> I know. That's, <laughs> that's a, like that's such a loaded question. I mean <laughs> Obviously, emails, ton of emails, but um, as a digital marketing manager, some of my general responsibilities are community management on social, so responding to comments, checking DMs, reposting like user-generated content, um, working with our social media manager for like the content calendar for the week or for the month, working with our editorial director on guest blog contributors. We have two blogs, so I kind of... Take a, take a little bit of the lead on Work Party, and she really manages Create and Cultivate, but um, just helping her with any type of editorial needs um, and then preparing to do the next event. So we're getting ready to go to New York, which is going to be super exciting. Um, and then this is actually going to be my first time moderating a panel. And I'm moderating a panel called, oh, I can't remember the name, but it's podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of women who host their own podcasts or co-host podcasts. Wait, that is so amazing. <laughs> okay. Really cool. So what does that feel like? So you, I mean, you started in this company, you're like, you had a role that spoke to you, you climbed up the ladder. And at the same time, this, your company is growing at such a rapid pace and now you're moderating a panel for them. What does that feel it's like? It's all an adrenaline rush, honestly. <laughs> um, I've been with the team a year and a half and it feels like, I don't even know how much time, but it's like we're always on the move. We're always on the go. We're always doing another project, launching another digital campaign, um, 
I just recently kind of took the lead in creative direction for two of our digital campaigns, which was so exciting. But I made the shot list, the mood boards, and worked with the videographers and the photographers, worked with the talent, like managed all the invoices. Like I kind of did everything from top to bottom, which was so much fun. Um, but it's like every day is something new. It's it's always evolving. So a little bit of an adrenaline rush, super, super exciting. And honestly, overall, like very all within my purpose. I feel like everything that I've done with the company has been very aligned with like my interests and my future goals for sure. Mm -hmm. That's something for people that maybe feel uh, lost right now or not sure Mm -hmm. what the next move is to do is that from the sound of it, you're really committed to self-work and like making sure you're aligned with where you're at. Some people might just stay in a job or stay in a city because they think that that's what they're supposed to do. And you'll just wake up one day thinking, what if? And it's so cool to watch you at just such a young age, be so well-spoken, so committed to, I'm going to do what feels right. I'm going to change things if they need to. And I think that your energy is just like very calm and confident because of that. And I think when we get off track that's where like the uneasiness feels people in things that they don't feel like they have a route out when a lot of life is choices there are things that we're not in control of but we are in control of a handful of things and part of them is taking those steps in our career path and especially when we're in our 20s and our 30s like let's take risks let's like start businesses let's pivot this is the time to do it it's okay sometimes to like just go after what you want and take big risks Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and that's what you're doing and it's um obviously paid off so far and I'm like this next chapter I cannot wait to see where it goes thank you I'm so excited I'm super excited too um there's a lot of unknown And I think that's what is really scary for a lot of people. But I love to live by the fact that, like, fear isn't a real thing. Like, I don't have a spirit of fear. That's not, like, what I was created with. So I think that, you know, when something sounds scary or might be very similar to being scary, it's kind of like a trigger or just something to be aware of. But you got to keep moving past it. And I think the the self-awareness aspect, I've been in a, like, when I moved to LA, I didn't have friends. I didn't have family. It was completely like ground zero. So I had a lot of me time. That's the only time that I had was like me and God. Mm -hmm. And I've just, I don't know. That's been cool. Mm -hmm. It's been sad and lonely at a lot of times, but, um, I wouldn't change anything about it because now I just know so much more about myself and it's not about, what friends think that, you know, if I'm doing right or wrong or, you know, I'm not married with babies in Ohio, like a lot of people that I know, you know, like we just have our own paths. Everyone has their own paths. And it's been really cool to stay very much in tune with Teal's path and Teal's interests. It's not comfortable a lot of times, but growth isn't comfortable. And I think that where it really pays off is when I'm able to like look at myself in the mirror and say wow like I'm just really proud of this woman that I am growing into that's Mm kind of like what this season is for me is this womanhood like who who am I as a woman as far as core values interests passions 
everything. Last year I turned 30 and a lot of people were like, what are you feeling? This is crazy. And I was like, honestly, I'm excited. But I I think it's that growth mindset where just like you're saying, like it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it it can be very intense um, if you're committed to the growth. But I think if you're on that path and wanting to further yourself and willing to take risks and like trying to put aside the ego and not thinking about what others think, these like pillars almost can be really exciting and seeing where you've come and then knowing like, but I can go any anywhere from here. You know, it's not like I'm 30 or I'm 25 and this is where I am. It's okay. This is where I am now, but like anything is an option. Um, so shifting that mindset. And I think it's important, like someone, if they live in a town with where they grew up in and they're always around like family and friends and they don't get me time, like schedule that in, like make it a priority. If someone is trying to pull you to do something, say, you know, I actually have plans for a couple hours. You don't even need to tell them. And it doesn't even have to be anything crazy. You don't even need to leave your own home. But I think I'm the same as you. My best work is done when I'm alone and it does come with like some tears, frustrations, realizations, but through it, it, there's this like coming back to your purpose and checking in with yourself and making sure you're on the path you want to be on. And then it gives you the courage to like step off a path if you're not happy with it. Cause you don't have the noise of other people. And, um, it's great to like brainstorm and chat with friends and family and get their advice. But ultimately we go to sleep with ourselves and our own vessel yep. of ourselves. So yep. you got to be happy with yourself. So I think that I'm on the same page with you on that, where the best work can come from being alone with your thoughts and like having those hard conversations within yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there um, any other advice you want to give to our listeners or maybe a quote you live by or book you love? <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh, so fun. So fun. <laughs> um, first, I think that just, just to share this, season of my life is really about being purpose-driven and I mean always want to be walking in my purpose but it was kind of like a wake-up call with um, Nipsey Hussle recently passing away and a lot of people coming into realization of everything that he stood for and not just you know who he was in the artist lane or who he was in the entrepreneurial lane but he walked a daily walk that was every day like so purpose-driven and intentional and um I just that's just a legacy that I want to live on and that's kind of like what's guiding me through my next chapter of my life so just continuing to encourage all of my friends and you know anyone who follows me or whatever but um to just walk in purpose and be in tune with that like make every single day intentional we don't we never know when Mm -hmm. it's gonna be the last day not even to get you know dark and cynical but honestly like every day should matter and you should be able to find at least five, I'm going to say five, not even one, but at least like five things to be grateful for every single day. Gratitude is free. It is endless. And there's all like your best day, your worst day could be someone's best day. I think that's something that a quote that I recently read, I don't know who was by, but (laughs) just thinking of that concept, like your absolute worst day in your current situation could be someone's like best wildest day of their dreams you never know so there's always something to be grateful for and make sure you're making um active decisions to walk in your purpose make every day count that's a little bit of advice (laughs) coming from me teal um but a quote that i live by it's actually my quote that was in my senior um my high school yearbook you know how everyone has to leave a quote (laughs) it's a really good one and it's like an anonymous one too but it's 
Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. And I think that just really wow. embodies like live in the moment, be intentional, mindful. You don't have to worry about tomorrow, and yesterday's over. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool one. Oh my God, I love that. That's why it's called a present. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> really good. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> take a minute and reach out because you don't know what'll come from that. And now I got to interview you, learn more about you and then share your wisdom with this community I'm building. So it can be a really awesome thing to just like let someone know that, Hey, what you're doing is cool. Like I respect you and I'd love to connect. Um, and the worst that's going to happen is, you know, a missed connection, but the best that can happen is I think this is the best version of what can happen. I mean, extremely aligned on both accounts because that was one of my first speaking engagements I want to do more of that. I want to be on podcasts. This is like the beginning of everything that I've put on my vision board. So Mm -hmm. it's perfectly aligned in every single way. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh my God. Yay. This is so amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome.